that have come over for dinner. I'm so glad you're here. Thank you for joining us today. I have a very special guest. Her name is Mallory Berendrick. She has four children ranging in age from one and a half to seven. Welcome, Mallory. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Well, thank you so much for taking time out of your day to join us. Um, you're going to have to tell us a little bit about yourself, the things that I know. I know she loves sewing. She did one of the tables at a ladies' homemaking fair that our church put on recently. Her topic was sewing. Yes. Yeah. I'm a, a big sewer. <laughs> I kind of, you know, fit it into all the nooks and crannies of my life. And it, it's fun because it's a creative outlet as I'm a stay at home mom. And so I have my sewing machine out on the table all the time. And then just raising the kids, um, it's been, it just, it's a great life here. <laughs> well, I have seen some of the amazing things that she's made too. I mean, the cutest little things I've seen, of course, are for the girls. You know, yes. I prefer. <laughs> yes. I love sewing for girls. I have one daughter. And when she was, uh, she was not even a year and I was like, I want to be able to sew her really cool things. I was inspired by Becca. Um, cause she was, cousin, yeah. Yeah. And I was inspired by her sewing, uh, protocol dresses for her daughters. And I was like, well, I better start now. So then I did. And then it was like, you know, loved it. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I did say girls make it for the girls, but you have one girl and three boys. Yeah. Yeah. One girl and three boys. And it's, it's really fun. We live out, um, on the outskirts of town and we now have chickens and cats. Well, cats. Now we have six cause our cats have kittens. And so it's just like a, you know, a ruckus life out there. And, and a very, yeah. very large dog. Yes. A very large dog. We have a St. Bernard and my husband's six, six. I'm almost six feet. So kind of fits in with the family. I feel I, like, I feel like, oh, he does. He fits right in. I have never seen a St. Bernard in person that yeah. I remember only in yeah. books. So yeah. it was just fascinating <laughs> to see him in real life. I know. I feel like I'd always wanted a St. Bernard or a Newfoundland because I like big dogs. And then, but I hadn't seen a lot either. And then we got puppies and, oh man, well, they kill me. Well, are they the ones that in the Swiss Alps, they put their rescue dogs, they have a yeah. thing around their neck. They know how to dig people out of yeah. like, snow. Slides. Yeah. They're rescue dogs. And they had a, when we got them as puppies, they had like a, a dew claw on there to help them get up mountains because they're mountain dogs. And I was like, what is that? Is that bad? And it's just like a extra thing to help them climb up mountains, which was cool. Really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I always wanted one growing up because we had children's storybooks that had them rescuing people. Yes. Yeah. And I just thought they were the greatest dog. Yeah, I know. They're really, we really like him. He's a sweetie. I, I think in the books, you don't really recognize their size. No, no. You, you spend yeah. a pretty penny on that dog food. Yes, we do. <laughs> he seems a, like a big sweet. He is. Sweet, he's really a dog though. Yeah. He's a, he's a leaner. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. But he's very loving. <laughs> That's fun. So she is yeah. Gord- Gordon Wilson's daughter who mm-hmm. is of the ride in the dance, right? in the dance thing. Yep. I just want to know if you've eaten bugs. I have. Or <laughs> yeah. So I, uh, it was the best life growing up just going like every time we'd hike, my dad would, my mom would be the point A to point B and my dad would be hanging back flipping logs. And so, you know, the kids could just be between the two doing whatever flip logs or, you know, hike fast. Or having a small break with mom. (laughs) Yeah. And, um, and so, yeah, I've eaten bugs. I remember eating them at Logos randomly. There was some assembly where I ate bugs, but that wasn't really my dad that did that. That was teaching something about it and they actually passed them around. Yeah. I think it was mealworms. So yeah, 
No, <laughs> thankfully. Although I did eat a raspberry with a spider on it on purpose so that I could say that I did that. And I don't know what that was about. <laughs> so there's that. Just so you could prove how cool you are. Yeah, exactly. Because it's pretty cool. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So mealworms at an assembly. Yes. That is interesting. Yes. Well, your son, I teach your son in second grade and he's just amazing. He was telling me today about a night that they had last night. Yep. Like bug night. He's like, did you go to bug night? I'm like, what is bug night? It was very exciting. For, he didn't get to go, but uh, he was, he heard all my dad was it. about to go and we had dinner with them right before. So it was pretty exciting. Was it an event put on by New St. Andrews? Yeah, it was. Something yeah. about talking about bugs. And yeah, they had a whole creatures. bug menu with like... Yeah, it was pretty intense. <laughs> and so, listeners, she is going to share her favorite bug menu for yeah. your listening pleasure. <laughs> Buckle up. <laughs> for you to enjoy at your yeah. next feast with friends and family. Exactly. You're welcome. <laughs> well, I'm not sure if I've told this on the podcast yet. The only really strange thing that I've eaten, which I didn't know, I've avoided bugs in my life, mealworms <laughs> and raspberries with spiders on them. But my son, he was in, I think he must have been in second or third grade. He was young yeah. elementary, and he came home, flying in the door from school holding this grass with bulbs on the end, some onions. Oh, yeah. And he's like, Mom, we, you know, it was a, a school not too far from our house. They had a big field. And he's like, Mom, we found wild onions today at school. We dug them up. And I was in the middle of making a vegetable soup that had all the things. You yeah. Know, I mean, you put whatever in there. Onion, garlic, carrots, green beans, whatever. Right. I remember. I was just taught. I had just, it was just starting to simmer. And he was like, Mom, you've got to put my onions in your I soup. I made these for you. Yeah, I made these for you. You know, I, so he's just super proud, you know, eyes glowing. So I take his onions and his little tiny white onions and I wash them and throw them in the soup. And about an hour later, we're all sitting around to eat. And somehow God knew that my husband needed to eat a late lunch at work and be really full and up, you know, he's apologetic. Just, you know, I'm just not hungry. Yeah. I'm going to eat later. Yeah. Y'all just, y'all just eat and I'll be fine. And so he didn't eat. And it seems like another child didn't eat. But anyway, mom and multiple kids ate. Within 30 minutes, we were all throwing up at the same time. No! <laughs> I was due to make the very next day. I was due. There was some class party and I had signed up for all the things, you know, some kind of cupcakes and I don't know, multiple yeah. things. We're all throwing up. At exactly the same time. The bathroom circle. My husband is racing and grabbing bowls. And Grateful he did not partake. <laughs> he has bowls for at least two people. Long story short, to get to the end of it, apparently I poisoned the family. Oh, no. Um, inadvertently, I was... I learned my lesson. <laughs> Do you know what it was? In I, the, it was flower bulbs of some sort. Oh, okay. It was so was not, it? it could have been jonquil bulbs that were coming yeah. up. It, they were not. They were not. Onions. They were not. On, oh, <laughs> I just oh, assumed when he came flying in so sure and confident. Yeah. That, like somehow I pictured the teachers took the students out and they did this scientific yeah. gathering. Yeah. You know? And of course it didn't. 
of course that didn't happen. Just on the playground, they're playing for recess, and the kids dig something up, and he's thinking he has little onions, you know. Yeah. No, I think it was flower bulbs. That oh, dear. Are, are immediately, our bodies were like, that's yeah. poison, get it out, which was also a blessing because we didn't have to go to the ER. Or yeah, yeah, for it, sure. It could, have, it could have been worse. Yeah. <laughs> but I am so sick, and my husband, but what I thought was, I've got a makeup case. <laughs> Like, I'm going to go to Walmart and buy cupcakes and the kids don't care and they won't know. And they're going to, they will not care. And I was just, you know, mortified because I planned homemade cupcakes. Yes. yes. Oh, I know. So the next I know what day you mean. We had cupcakes, corn dogs and chips or something. And the kids thought it was the greatest thing ever. Like yeah. the greatest party. Yeah. Because, and I had all these fancy things. <laughs> they don't discriminate. As long as it's sweet. <laughs> I used to, when I was little, I used to go in the backyard and get a big, like plastic, uh, ice cream, like empty ice cream bin and fill it with water and then get all of the edible things from our yard and put them in and make soup. And I thought it was very cool. So I'd put like onion, onion grass. That's what reminded me. And then like dandelions and other random, I think pansies or violets are edible. And I would like eat the soup because that was pretty cool. At least you were cool <laughs> enough to know it was edible. I'm grateful for that now. <laughs> I'm like, I, I could have been eating poison. <laughs> I didn't know. Well, apparently I should have. <laughs> oh, dear. I should have studied biology a little bit closer. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, but anyway, moving on to things that are not uh, flower bulbs. Don't throw flower bulbs in your soup. Don't experiment with random things your children bring in unless you really do know that they dug up wild onions. We're going to talk about a favorite menu she would serve. And oftentimes we're talking about dinner, but with summer approaching, we are going to talk about something else. We have a very special topic. It is not dinner at all. Tell us what you're going to talk about. So I am going to talk about tea parties and more specifically outdoor tea parties. You can do them indoors. Of course, it's just extra festive. My, um, a friend of mine who lives in Virginia, she did a tea party outside. Shout out to Chelsea. If you're listening. (laughs) Um, and I just saw pictures from it and I was like, that is the most magical It was for little girls. And I was like, that is the most magical thing. And so I started, I've done, um, a couple of them and, uh, it's just been really, really fun. So I thought I would talk about that. <laughs> when you do tea parties, do you do it for a group of girls or do you do it for ladies your age or how, how yeah. do you put on a tea party? So, um, I've done it. Uh, the two I've done have been, and I have some coming up this summer as well, but the two I've done have been mother daughter tea parties. So I did one that was just kind of a celebration of May, <laughs> um, a couple years ago. And then this last, uh, it was end of end of summer. I did a tea party for my daughter who's turning five and brought um, invited their her friends and then um, their moms. So it was another mother daughter. But I'm going to do one um, in June. That's just girls, just little girls. And so, yeah, just whatever. <laughs> great idea. And so perfect when the weather is beautiful enough to just throw tables and tablecloths up out of yeah. the side and just enjoy the sunshine. Yeah. It's been really fun. And it's funny because every speaking of weather, Idaho weather, as you know, is not super something to rely on. But, um, every time I've been like praying and praying and it'll be like last minute where it's like a super windy day. I remember the one in May and I was 
like, we're going to have to do it inside. We're going to have to do it. But I was like, I really want to do it outside. And then it was like last minute, it warmed up and I put everything outside and it was actually hot. I remember it being like almost too hot. And I was like earlier when I was setting up and I was like thinking, should I get this, do it outside? It was windy and cold. So God's been really kind. So pray people (laughs) is my first tip to you. It doesn't start snowing or something random. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Hailing. Yes. Hailing. Speaking of when Max, my youngest is playing lacrosse and he started the season in the first home game. I think it was the first home game. We're sitting there bundled up. I knew it'd be cold, but it starts raining ice balls. I mean, yep. I guess it's called hail, but it's not any kind of hail I've ever it's seen. It's not your average hail. <laughs> it wasn't yeah. your average hail. Those are so weird but when that happens. Also, the sun would shine it, yeah. and then it would rain ice balls. And then the yeah. sun would kind of shine. It wasn't warm, but the sun would peek out from behind clouds and rain ice yeah. balls. It was the weirdest, strangest weather I've ever seen. Yeah. And then fast forward to the end of the season, which it's not even a long, long season. Yeah. I mean, I was sitting out in shorts and a t-shirt yeah. and have a small sunburn. <laughs> yep. Yep. That sounds like I don't want it. Yes. It's becoming beautiful around here. Yeah. It really so is. tell us what you serve at a tea party. When you think of gathering up all your food and drinks, tell us the basic menu that you would. Pick yeah. Um, so I do, and I like food that kind of you know, doubles as a centerpiece. So I like to do a blackberry lavender cake with white chocolate buttercream <laughs> and it's a half baked harvest recipe. That sounds delicious. It's incredible. It's so good. It's a, um, you do like a blackberry lavender jam and then you drizzle it like, um, in the layers and it is, and the buttercream has so much butter it's just perfect. (laughs) It's just the best. best. Um, so, and you can, it's really fun because when you're frosting it, you can, you have, um, I like, uh, using smaller, uh, cake tins. Mm -hmm. And so you can, between every layer, if you do the blackberry jam and buttercream between them and then drizzle it down the sides. And then when you're smoothing the frosting on the sides, it also kind of creates this, really cool watercolory effect with the jam mixed with the white buttercream. So it's really fun. You can do different things on top and I've done beautiful and yeah. you can't mess it up. No, I mean, you're not trying to keep and the jam from showing. No. Yeah. You're not. And if you do mess it up, it'll still taste great. Nobody cares. <laughs> if it's not beautiful, <laughs> just throw some, like, I don't know, I've done honeycomb on top of it with pansies. So that was really cute. And you know, you can, you can, make a cake look decent, you could even, even if it's not your best. Yeah, exactly. You yeah. And that's so cute. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And so just any of the ingredients, cause the blackberry lavender jam has honey in it. So that's why I did the honeycomb. And then I think I did, I've done blackberries on top before. So you just, you know, have fun with that. Okay. That's going to be one of my must make summer desserts. Yeah. I've never made that one before. Yeah. It's really, really good. I, it's one of my favorite cakes. <laughs> Yeah. And this so. is why we have guests on this <laughs> podcast because I love knowing all of the favorite things. Yes. Yeah. This is a, the happy harvest. I feel like her, her dessert, she really knows how to just make them extra in a really, really good way, she really <laughs> which I love an extra cake. <laughs> Always. I don't mind extra cake. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Okay, so a cake and what else? Um, so I do cake and then um, I do, I have this recipe. So macarons are stressful 
to like they were to me, but I found this recipe that are just called the classic French macaron. I found it on Pinterest of all places. And, um, it goes through very like specific instructions. So it's like beat the egg whites for two minutes, then stop, then add, you know, the sugar and then beat it for this much until there's, you know, it, it tells you what to look for, but also time amounts, which helps them turn out. They're not always perfect, but they're really, I think they're really cute. And they kind of add to the, the glamor of a tea party. Yes. And that does <laughs> and sound pretty reliable. Yeah, it is. And Something I've made them, yeah. And I've made them several times and they've turned out decently every time. So, and I'm always surprised. Like I'm like checking the oven, like it's, it's going to work again. <laughs> it's a miracle. <laughs> so, um, that, and then what's fun with, uh, the French macarons, you can do flavored like buttercream if you want between, I just do like a vanilla buttercream. Um, but you can add flavors, but if you just do vanilla and, um, and you want to make them a little more fun, you can add food coloring that, cause I did green ones once that were kind of like a light green. And then I did a pink cake. So it just was like, just adding some, Just some adding variation, some color, basically. You might play into your centerpiece. Yes. The flowers you're decorating yeah. with, or if you have candles, you know, that would make it fun. Yes. You could pick your color theme. Exactly. And just, um, when you, when you do that also, I recommend AmeriColor is a food coloring and it's not just like the ones you buy at, you know, Walmart where it's like red, green, blue, and yellow. They have gorgeous colors of like blush and like deep, like midnight colors. And they have a really huge range and they're, I really like them. them Um, I ordered with a friend. I think we just ordered off their AmeriColor website, but I'll have to check on that. Um, and I can let you know. Okay. (laughs) I have not heard of that. I've, I've done Wilton before because the ones in Walmart, I believe, well, I haven't bought any in a long time, but it seems like they have more liquid to them. Yeah. And the Wilton is more of a gel or a the, paste. The AmeriColor is the same. But a I gel. Don't know yeah. How vast their color scheme is. Yeah. The Wilton, I don't know. I mean, they may have a lot, but the AmeriColor, that would be really interesting yeah. to check out. My friend who does incredible cakes, Brie, mm-hmm. she does palette knife painting. And so um, you need, like, she does all the different colors. And so she was the one who recommended those. And they turn out incredible, especially wow. when she's doing it. Okay, I'm <laughs> she's very skilled. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So those are really fun. Okay. So yep. cake. Mac- yes. Macarons. Cake, macarons. And then I like to do something that's not sugar. <laughs> that's true. You need something to balance it. <laughs> yeah. So I usually do a charcuterie spread and you can have so much fun with this. Like you could do it down the center of the table and then have, you know, the macarons and cake on a platter. I've done it on just a wood cutting board where I have a, a really big cutting board that I just did stuff on. So I usually do a sour, sourdough loaf. Um, and, but if you don't do sourdough, you can do, uh, Dan leaders, f- uh, four hour baguettes, which have turned out, they turn out great every time. Is that one you buy or is uh, that a recipe? no, it's a recipe okay. and it's on Pinterest and, and my sister recommended it to me. And then, uh, Caleb, my husband, he really likes making them. So he's kind of the baguette King in our house. And if we do a charcuterie night, he's like, I got the baguettes. What? And so they're basically Caleb's baguettes at this well, point. Tell him, tell him I need to, you know, make sure that this is really true. So well, we'll yes. <laughs> he would love to make them. <laughs> That's amazing. So yeah. So you can do sourdough or a baguette. I mean, you could buy a loaf of bread, crackers, whatever, you know, however you can make it easier, harder on yourself. Um, I like sourdough because it's really easy and you can do it 
like mix it up the night before the bake it in the morning. And then if the tea party is later in the day, it's like, you don't have to worry about it except for cutting it, you know, right before. Um, and then I do a salami rose. Have you seen those? I have seen them. Yeah. And the one thing I like about that is you can do, I love doing things in advance. Mm -hmm. That's my, cause I get, (laughs) I get anxious if it's not done in advance. You have young children, you never know at the, you know, when you're trying to get the last minute things done, they're still going to need you. They're still going to need things. And so having lots taken care of beforehand beforehand is, is helpful. It's really helpful. Yeah. And, um, so I just, you can kind of look up, I think on Pinterest, how to do, I don't know, remember exactly where I saw how to do it, but you basically take a wine glass and form them around the wine glass, um, around the rim of the wine glass until it looks like a rose. And what I just did is I flipped it like upside down, but kept the wine glass on top of the salami Mm -hmm. and then wrapped like the cheese and everything else that was on the charcuterie board, grapes, um, apples, you know, and just wrapped it and stuck it in the fridge. So that could be done like the morning, the morning of, and then it kind of holds its shape too. Once you take the wine glass off, yes. I hope that makes sense because without the visual, it's kind of like, what? Well, I've <laughs> but, got YouTube or Pinterest or somewhere yeah. we have the instructions, but it, it does make sense that once you form it, it, it might just go right back to its normal shape if it doesn't yes. hold that way yeah. for a little while. Especially when you start eating it, it definitely unfolds quickly. So I imagine if you weren't to refrigerate it, mm-hmm. <laughs> wouldn't hold its shape great. Mm-hmm. So, so then, yeah, uh, I kind of mentioned apples, fresh fruit. The one I did, it was like the first of September. Uh, so basically end of summer, I, we have plum trees in our backyard. And so I picked a bunch of plums or little plums. I picked them. I left the stems and leaves on them and then kind of rubbed them off. Cause they have that little film on them. And, and then just put them in like a wooden platter and it looked so pretty. Like it was just, it was like, I didn't do anything. I just like clipped them. So use what you've got. I mean, those were in my backyard and they were super pretty. So it was table decor and good Yes, exactly. So if you have anything like that or, you know, whatever is in season, just go for that. And then, um, the other thing that I really would recommend, especially in the summer, like midsummer, <laughs> when it's hotter is doing a labna, which I have never made. So <laughs> that's my, um, but my mom had made some and she knew I was doing this tea party. So she was like, I'll drop off the labna for you that she had some leftover. And it was incredible. Like, especially the adults, the moms that were there were like, this is so good. <laughs> okay. Tell us about what that is. Cause yeah. I have never heard of it or seen it until I moved to the Northwest. Yeah. Yeah. And so, maybe I just missed it, but yeah, I hadn't until recently, like my mom and her friends started making it and mm-hmm. it's, it's so good, but it's really easy. I've heard, I have not made it myself. So disclaimer, but, um, you basically take full fat Greek yogurt mm-hmm. and then you strain it through a cheesecloth. Okay. So you put the cheesecloth in a strainer in a bowl. Mm-hmm. And then you, um, put the full fat Greek yogurt and let it like strain overnight for like 24 hours. And then it makes, it just has this great consistency. And for you do it salt, you mix it, the yogurt with salt first before you strain it. But that's the only thing. So it's just salt and full fat Greek yogurt. And the you salt strain it even pull some of the liquid out further than it normally would. Maybe? Yeah. I, I don't know. know how all it works. Cause it mm-hmm. seems like a miracle to me, honestly, mm-hmm. like, I don't know, I don't know how it works, but it's really cool. And then, um, when that process is done, then you, um, you can do like olive oil and fresh mint on top. You can do olive oil and za'atar seasoning or, um, olives. Like people do a bunch of, there's a lot of ideas on Pinterest, um, 
for what to do for on top of labna and then just sourdough with it is so good. Sounds amazing. It's really, really good. And so, it's just that cold, it's like cold and refreshing and mm-hmm. a really good combo with the rest of the, the stuff. Does it taste like yogurt or does it taste more like a cheese? It's more like a cheese, but I don't know. It's almost, it's, it's like half and half. So it's delicious. Yeah. It's, it's kind of like trying to describe clotted cream. Mm-hmm. Like I can't, Describe that, (laughs) except for when I had it in England, and then I was like, "I want to eat this on everything." My my sister, she lived in England, and she was like, "I was like eating it on like biscuits or crackers and stuff." And she's like, "Why are you eating all my clotted cream?" (laughs) I was like, "Because it's so good, and you can't get it in America." (laughs) I got to fill up on this. Probably went back to America like weighing like ten pounds more, but that's okay because it was worth it. It was so worth it. Yeah, yeah. So well, this uh, is Lavna or Lebna? Is yeah. Lebna, Lavna is something that may be worth it for me to try and eat a gallon of. Yeah. I would definitely recommend. <laughs> I'm have to try this. <laughs> yeah. We'll have to get a good recipe. So, I mean. Yeah. I actually I, have, I saved one to send to you. Okay. So. Good. Yeah. I definitely need to try this. Yeah. It was the one that my mom described it to me and she was going to write it down. And I was like, I found the exact one. So you don't have to worry about it. Perfect. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. So really good. And that is a good savory. Yeah. You know, because like you say, if you you have a lot of sweet things, you want to balance it with something salty, something. Do you do any, like right. when you do your charcuterie board, you mentioned that. Do you do any vegetables or no? No, I usually. Party, it probably wouldn't go. Yeah, I usually don't. I'm sure you could do something fun with like um, peas or like, I don't know, something if your garden's growing. Because my mother-in-law is really good at you know, coming up with stuff to do with that. And I remember when she was like picking, I think it was the beans or something in our garden and she made something fun with it. So, yeah. but yeah, I haven't, I haven't done vegetables with it. Well, with the tea party, it doesn't really seem like it would fit. If somebody's doing like a wine and cheese night yeah. or something, you know, yeah. you can do charcuterie boards that have maybe a different drink where it would go yeah. a little bit better. But yeah. That's yeah. So, so fun. Yeah. And that's the, that's like the food side of it. And then I usually do tea and something caffeine free, like a mango passion fruit, Tazo tea, you know, which is good for little girls. You can do something classier if you're <laughs> for older women or whatever. Um, but, and then I do, I've done pink lemonade. Um, but one thing that I did in the one in uh, September is at Costco, they had these small bottles of sparkling cider or sparkling spider, as my daughter calls it. <laughs> sparkling? sparkling spider. We're circling back. To the spiders. Yeah, exactly. Um, but they were like these little small, like individual glass bottles of sparkling cider. And that made it really so cute. It just special. looked for the aesthetic. And yes. I think it felt fancy to the girls oh, too. Sure. <laughs> They're like, sure. I have my own bottle. Yes. <laughs> so that was really fun. And then I usually have like water and, you know, if you get thirsty <laughs> after all of the cake macarons, <laughs> it might happen. <laughs> I had a, a listener. I think it was an email she sent. May, it may have been a message on Instagram or something, but she said that when she does a dinner and there's small children there that she has these small little pitchers. 
Yeah. The children can pour their own water. Oh, that's a good idea. They're, they're, I guess they're, they must be really tiny, not, yeah. not too clunky. Yeah. She said, if it, you know, it's just water, it doesn't matter if there's a little bit of spill, <laughs> but they're so proud. You oh, know, the independence just, that brings. Yes, <laughs> like I get to pour my own water. Yeah. What? My one and a half year old would I love that. that was a great idea. Yeah. That's I really cute. The mini, yeah. simple, tiny pitchers that would yeah. be just right for small hands and let them I, refill their own glasses. Yeah. I've done little, like when, when my niece comes over to play, sometimes they'll do a little tea party and, um, I've done in a little, you know, it's like a gravy boat size dish and just steep just for convenience sake, because I actually don't have a good teapot. Mm-hmm. Surprising that I'm talking about tea parties and when I don't have this, but next on my list to find, <laughs> <laughs> um, but I'll just put it in a gravy boat and they, they like that too, because they, they just pour it themselves. They're like, can we get a refill of the gravy boat? <laughs> uh, so, yeah. And if they can pour it themselves, they're probably drinking a lot because they're really wanting oh, yes. to do that again a second time. Exactly. So if you wanted to drink water, Tell them this quickly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Let them pour it themselves. They'll get lots of water down. Yeah, Watch very it. true. <laughs> well, okay. And for, for your tea, do you serve black tea? Do you and let people have their own like sugar cubes or sugar bowl yeah or cream, I or how do you do it officially yeah so I had cream on the table I had it just a little I I thrift shop a lot so I have various random <laughs> dispensers of liquid for lack of a better word because <laughs> they don't have a specific use so I did like a uh, heavy cream in like a glass um, pitcher and then I had the sugar in the raw which I thought was fun. I'm like, what, whatever makes me feel like fancy, yes. fancier, I'll do it. Um, so sugar in the raw and that's, that's what I did. And then with the little girls, I just did the, the mango passion fruit tea and, um, I'd probably expand on that, but yeah. I one time had tea and kind of had a, a setup and I don't really know official English tea, but I was trying to think of all the things, yeah. you know, the cream, but also some lemon slices. Yes. Some people do lemon in their tea. Yes. Sh- you know, sh- the different sugars. And I just had the idea, I'm going to try them all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it tasted fine, but that I quickly learned that maybe you shouldn't put lemon in with cream. Yeah. Because I had to try like curdle. curdle. <laughs> Balls yes, of cream. Totally. In my tea. <laughs> yes. I learned that lesson when I was working at a coffee shop and it was like, oh, if you make a spritzer, which is like, if you do like a lemon and a, or Italian soda, which is with cream, then it might curdle. And I'm like, oh, oh that that's a little appetizing appealing. drink. <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah, it was a little strange. Mm-hmm. I yeah. drank it, but I was like, just don't look. <laughs> it yeah. still tastes fine. <laughs> yeah. My brother-in-law is British and he's very, like he, he's like a tea He's an expert. He's an expert. Yeah. And so I've heard that it's like you only do, you know, English breakfast, I think goes with the lemon, but Earl Grey, you're supposed to have black. I don't even, I don't remember what it is, but I know there's There's British rules. (laughs) So, yeah. Okay. That makes sense. I should look look it up. Yeah. It's a long tradition, you know, of how to do things. And it it does make sense. found the best way. (laughs) For breakfast than you would for the afternoon. Yeah. Maybe an evening would be different. I don't know. Yeah. No, exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, and one, one other thing that's kind of, it's not really part of the menu, but I think it's really fun to do, um, a party favor. And normally I am the type of person to be like party favors extra, like when am I going to go to the dollar store? And which is great. But to me, I don't feel like going to the dollar store. Um, so I'm like, it's not worth the trip, but some of the things that I've 
that I liked, um, doing was one time I did little plant starts. So I went to the lady at cactus computer in Moscow. She, um, will just give away plant starts. Um, and we've, I've asked to pay, like, I've been like, can we get some Jade plants? Like we'll pay. And she's like, take them. Like she has them in the window, which is funny. Um, but I did those. So, I mean, you could buy them, you could start them yourself, but that's what we did for, for Iona's birthday. And we did a little, I had a little cup, um, just a plastic cup with dirt. And then the little plant start. Yeah. It was, yeah, it's, it really was. And so if you're good, like it's pretty easy to start, um, like Jade and stuff like that. So, and I'm, I have a black thumb, so that's like saying something. If I can do it, you can do it. (laughs) Um, so, um, I've done that before, but with those ones I just got from her and that was really helpful. And then I also did like a little string with a name tag on it. So it was like the plant and then the name tag and they could just take it home. And then it was labeled and it was just like really easy. So that was fun. And then another time I did bows and scrunchies that I made for it. So the moms got like scrunchies that matched their daughter's bow, which was really, that is so special. It was really fun to do. Cause it's, it's pretty easy. It's like, you just, sew, you know, rectangles together and then tie it. And then you're like the gift and they're like, yay. <laughs> so, but I like things that are fun, like pack a punch for being easy. And, um, so those were some of the ideas as like party favors, but you can really do like whatever your gifts are, you know, do something fun, fun with that. Get creative. <laughs> That's a great idea. Yeah, so. Great ideas. Plural. Yeah. So it's that. just fun. You can, and you could even buy like lace, you know, and make bows and do stuff like that. So just whatever, <laughs> whatever comes to mind. Hot tips. Yes. Yeah. Hot tips. I yeah. love it. Okay. So I think you've talked about some, the shortcuts, just pre-making things, buying mm-hmm. things that, I mean, obviously you can make the bread, but you could buy some bread or buy yeah. some crackers. Yeah. Obviously buying fruit makes it quickly. Yeah. Makes it quick, you know, because a lot of the charcuterie type stuff, it's just a symbol. Yeah. Yeah. Washed and prepped the day ahead. Yeah, exactly. Um, another thing for that is the cake. And this is my sister-in-law, Ashley. She, uh, would freeze like once the cake comes out of the oven, then you, um, let it cool for like 15 minutes, but it can still be warm. Mm -hmm. Then you wrap it in, um, saran wrap and then wrap it in tin foil and throw it in the freezer and it makes the cake super moist. Um, and so you don't let it cool completely. It can be kind of warm. And then when you are ready to frost it, so this is nice because you can make it the day before or, you know, two days before, and then you get to do kind of the fun stuff the day of. So you're like setting up and frosting a cake and it takes the stress of like, what about if the cake flops or like falls in or does something weird? Um, but if you do it two days before and then freeze it, then it's great. So you know that's, that you've gotten your cake out of the pan. It's yes, not <laughs> exactly. Apart. Like it'd be sweating profusely <laughs> as company arrives. No. Right. <laughs> and you're serving dump cake. Yes. <laughs> and then uh, macarons can be made. I was, I was looking, it has on the recipe I'm going to send you. It has, um, you can store them like 24 hours at room temperature, three days in the fridge, I think. And then up to like weeks in the freezer like assembled, I believe. So that's really easy. Mm-hmm. And so anything that you can do ahead is like, do it. <laughs> it makes it easy. And then you think 
I can do this again. Yeah. Yeah. It's it, totally. It it exactly. To think about doing it a second time yeah. if it wasn't it's just a complete stress madness. Yes, exactly. And that really helps for me because I do kind of, I'm like, oh no, I don't want to, what about if it messes up? But if I can do it ahead, then I'm like, okay, I have time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have time to come back <laughs> to it. <laughs> but yeah. What is your best prep tip when you're thinking about having people over? Um, I would say I'm a big cleaner up as you go. I got that from my mom. And it's the best way. No, um, it's not actually. It just works for me. Um, I so I like to do that too. It yeah, makes it not so overwhelming. Yeah. So I mean, even for tea parties, for just regular hospitality, I like to clean as I go, wash dishes as I go. Like you can throw something in the oven and wash two pans and dry them and put them away. Um, and I always like to have a. Um, an empty dishwasher, like when people arrive, because then like afterwards or in the morning, even I can leave the dishes overnight and then just load everything. Um, but sometimes people will be like, no, let me help. Like, let me help. And I'm like, okay, (laughs) the dishwasher's empty, you know? And so that's, I think that's my biggest thing is just do as much ahead as you can. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Great, great tip. What about showing warm hospitality? Your best advice for when you're trying to welcome people into your home? How do you make them feel welcome? Yeah, um, I would say be in a position where you can just like relax. Like don't be, try to, again, it comes back to doing it ahead so that you're not like when they come in, like a stressed um, out mess. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so that you're not scrambling when they come and, um, yeah. So that's, I mean, that's the biggest, the biggest thing. Also, it's kind of a prep tip ish, but just have fun when it comes to tea parties and decorating like the table, because one of the things that I learned, I, I um, was setting the table and I have this really deep green colored linen tablecloth, which I just love, but it comes across as a very like Christmassy kind of, I mean, it's a hundred percent linen, so it's light, but it's also like dark, dark green. Mm -hmm. But I was like, Oh, it'd be really cool if I could do this. But then I was like, Oh, I'm going to have a light pink cake. Like it was my daughter's birthday. So I had a really light pink cake and I was like, this is not going to work. And then I had like purple, like dark purple candles and a pink cake. And like, it was just, I had blue and white China. And I was thinking, I don't know if this is going to work, but it did. Also, my friend, she was cute because she's an incredible photographer. And she was like, I'd love to come take pictures of the tea party. And so she came to the tea party and like took really nice pictures. So it could just be her that made it look really good. But it did seem to look good. Yeah, they did come together. But it was I was second guessing myself as I did it. So you could be in a position where you're like, eh, nix the tablecloth. Didn't work out. Mm -hmm. But I also say would just go big Mm -hmm. if, you know. It's just fun to don't have be extra. Of color. Yeah, don't be afraid of color. Don't be afraid of like doing dark tones and light, you know, like your jewel tones and then with like a pop of pink. It looked cute, guys, I promise. <laughs> it sounds she pulled it off. Yeah. It well, worked out in the if end. You think about being all matchy matchy, you know, it's all it's green and white. Yeah. Yeah. With a very small touch of pink. You know, yeah. I mean it, it can, you can make yourself too themed. You yeah. don't have to always stick with the yeah. natural color palette. Yeah. Artists think outside the box. Yeah. And I think that it can, you can, you know, if you just look at, you know, Instagram or Pinterest, you can be like, okay, this is what, but one of the things I love about Beck and Rachel, my cousins is that they're like, 
don't just like be like caught in this, like, Oh, it's what I saw on Instagram. So I'm going to do it. And that's helped me a lot, like kind of branch out and be like, get inspiration from anywhere. And like, God obviously loves color. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like look, look outside. outside. Yes. Yeah. And so it's fun to just, I I'm grateful to them for just being like, cause I, I love a neutral. I do, but I also, it's really fun to, you know, well, and how are things ever created unless people, if everybody's just copying everyone else, you're not going to create something or discover something yeah. new or a new flavor combination or yes. a color combination or a yeah. way to decorate. And if you like it, go for it. Yeah, Try it. exactly. It's not going to be a flop. You know, yeah. the people coming to your tea party are going to love it. They don't really care if your tablecloth is green and your cake is pink. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And I think one of the things that like a tea party can appeal, like if you're doing something outside where it's like very aesthetic, it can appeal to like you know, you just want to do it for, for the, for Instagram or something. Like if you have, that can be a temptation. And I know it's one that I've like struggled with before where it's like, Oh, I'm going to do this and like take cute pictures. And so just think of like the people that you're hosting for, like, this is for them. This is not, it is great. If you have like my friend offered to take pictures and I was like, of course, like I would love to have pictures. And Iona, my daughter, she was like, she was like, thank you so much for taking these pictures so I can never forget it. And I just was like, that's oh, so cute. So it's very sweet to have uh, pictures and I'm not saying you shouldn't have them, but just think of like, what about if I didn't take pictures, would I still want to do this and what would I do? And I think that's, especially for people my age, kind of like, it can be a real, a real temptation to just think of Instagram or Pinterest or how it would look, you know, on the internet and that's on social media and that's not the right motivation. So I think that was helpful for me to be like, okay, I'm doing this for the people that are coming. I'm not doing this for, you know, social media. Right. So and the it's kind of a rabbit trail, get, but oh no, yeah, but it's true. If that's your motivation, you might should not let yourself post a picture. Yeah. And that's what I did the, the first time. I think I posted a little, I don't even, I, but I don't think I posted on Instagram. Cause I was like, I just want to do this. I was kind of trying to pull myself out of pictures, that. that whole, breaking yes. myself of having yeah. To have comments. yeah. And like, I do, I post a lot, but I, but I want to be like checking my motives and like not doing it too much. So I'm always like, it's always a, a, you know, something well, it, that I want to have in my mind where it's like, okay, I'm going to pull back a little bit and just not. And then sometimes I'll post more, but to show things to family and friends, it really yeah. is. It's a great tool. Yeah. But I love your reminder that, you know, just, just check what you're thinking of. If the whole time you're thinking of the way you're posing it or the yeah. ways you're posing yourself, you know, yeah. you know, a lot of times people are doing selfies or trying to take picture perfect image right. of something, you know, yeah. something going on in their life. And so, yeah, nothing wrong with that yeah. tool to share a memory with friends and family, but yeah. be thinking yeah, just pridefully about it would be a temptation yeah. for sure. Yeah. And if you're, yeah, if you're tended, you know, to do that, just like check your motives, <laughs> like see what you're, yeah. and then you can, cause it's like, that was, it is. yeah, that can be a temptation for me, but it's like, if I'm checking my motives, I'm not going to be like, okay, I can't, you know, you know, just, it doesn't mean you can never for sure. do anything, but it's just good. It's a good reminder to always be, you know. For sure. Keeping an eye on it. Well, I'm glad she took pictures because I'm going to ask her one. I've got to see this. <laughs> the green and pink. You'll see. No. The green and pink. We're going to have to. This may be my Instagram post <laughs> announcing this episode if I can get a picture from her because I am definitely wanting to see it now. Yeah. Well, uh, my friend made it look beautiful. <laughs> she did. She, I was like, did it look this good? The yeah. They really do. They yeah. Can, they just, yeah, know how to angle things and just, just yeah. know how to do it in a way that 
the rest of us down. Yeah, that's very true. (laughs) What is your must-have kitchen item and where can we find it? Okay, so I I have kind of three things, um, but one of them I... I think I I mentioned kind of briefly is doing a smaller cake, um, cake pan. I have the fat daddy-o's, um, six inch pan. You can get them on Amazon. Um, but they just make your cake more fun. And I've done, um, like I've done a cake for a baby shower, which I had three of those three layers. And then I cut each layer in half. So I had a six layer cake and it was the blackberry lavender, um, buttercream cake. It was just like extra, extra festive. I felt like, so that's one thing that I'm always great. I always use it. Like I never use the bigger, I don't know what's a normal size, like a eight or nine, inch eight or nine inch. So I haven't used that in like 10 years. <laughs> so I really like the six inch. I think it just makes it, it gives it a little, you know, height it looks like a tea party. Yeah, it does. It does look like a tea party and it's just fun in every, like any kind of cake you don't have done chocolate where you do like a bark, like chocolate bark on the sides and like, just really, and you, you can do, I do a three layer. Yeah. I normally I would do a three layer unless I feel like cutting the layers in half, which sometimes I'll do. And they cut when they're frozen back to my prep tip. So you can cut them when they, you pull them out of the freezer and then it's not as crummy. That is genius. Yeah. I have never done that. Do it slowly, okay. <laughs> but you can do it. <laughs> so it's, do you find it easier than cutting it when it's warm? Oh yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah. yeah because it's, it's like just super firm. Okay, and so you can just, yeah. I'm a baker and I thought I could bake, but I have never I don't think I've ever put a warm cake in. I've always let it cool completely, which probably takes away, does dry it out a tiny bit. And then secondly, I've never cut it frozen. Yeah. So I think I use a serrated knife because it's, Mm -hmm. you just like saw through it and then you can have the, the layers are pretty even. I mean, you do like, like I said, do it slowly, but that's. That's my other hot tip. <laughs> Lots of hot yeah. tips today. I love it. Yeah. Um, and then the the one thing, because that's for, I mean, it's good for tea parties. It's good for birthday cakes, baby showers. Um, I just think it adds, you know, a little something to the cake. But for everyday hospitality, this is kind of random, but um, the I got an Ikea cheese grater for my... Um, for our wedding. It was like, I don't even know if it was on the registry, but that's why I got one of those. And it is like my favorite, like I use it all the time. Cause we do a lot of fresh grated Parmesan and, um, not that we ever have leftover cheese, but if, if we did, we could store it. It's the one that has like the, the, you know, plastic thing that you just grate it into. So it's like, has the, the lid is the grater and you can zest easier. My kids can grate on it. Like Axum is a grating pro super fast. And it's not like the one that stands up that falls to the side mm-hmm. and you can never find a plate or a bowl that fits it. Mm-hmm. And it's very annoying. Cheese is flying everywhere. <laughs> yes, you have yeah. a hand grater. Yes, exactly. So I love that idea. Yeah. That's been, I was just thinking, cause I was like, Oh, what should I recommend? And then I was like, Oh, the cheese grater. The, cheese grater, <laughs> it's the lid that goes straight into a container. Yeah. And it has like the two different, you can get it on Amazon. It doesn't have to be Ikea. Um, I think they're like 10 bucks mm-hmm. on Amazon and, um, it zests lemons. Great. I just did something with, um, I don't even remember what it was, but it was something with like two, like the zest of two whole lemons. And I was like super quick. Do you have different lids or tops yeah. with different size grading? Yeah. So the bigger ones I do for like Parmesan and then it has a little tiny like zest, zest one 
zest lid. <laughs> a so, zest lid a versus zest lid. a grating lid. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I, that's like my other one. And then that's a great, great tool. Yeah. I really like it. We, we do a lot of Parmesan apparently and like cheese and like soup. We're biggest, we're a big soup family. And so adding like Parmesan in at the end or whatever, it's just, we use it a lot. It wouldn't be the, I don't think I have the title right, but I think it was, I was reading about maybe the Italians, of course it'd be the Italians, but different chefs also talk about Parmesan being like the king of cheeses, like the perfect cheese. I think it is. I would agree. You know, after I read that, I was reading an article and it was like, that's true. You yeah. Know, it's just, it's just perfect for it so many things. Clump. <laughs> it's, it's salty. It's savory. Yeah. It's not too, it's mild. Yeah. It's just, it's amazing. I love yeah. Fresh Parmesan, not the yes. green can guys. We it, are not Costco. talking about the green can. Yes, yes exactly. <laughs> Which was what I was grew up with. But then like my mom started doing more hospitality and just got the fresh Parmesan. I was like, what have we been doing? It's amazing. <laughs> and food. you can get, you can get like a big block of Parmesan from, um, Costco which is great. Like it's, it's hefty. I mean, we go through it super fast, but it starts out big. Starts out <laughs> I, was big. Grading, I was grading, um, cheese, the Parmesan the other day. And one of my kids, I think it was Mordecai, my three-year-old. And he just like walks off, walks by the counter, grabs the chunk of Parmesan. And I was like trying to make the Parmesan stretch. And he just like walks away with the chunk of Parmesan, <laughs> like the it's end like and just an apple. <laughs> and he's like, just chewing on it. We're like, we need that back. <laughs> Sorry, kid. I support great. this decision of yours to just eat Parmesan, but, but we are going to need it. <laughs> so, yeah. Do you ever throw the rind in soup? I have not, but I, my mom has been, I feel like so many people in this community, like I feel so blessed and I'm so glad you're doing this podcast because it's like a treasure trove. There's so many good like, tips. Yeah. And so my mom was, she's one person I always call for like, how much meat mom is mm-hmm. this going to be a enough like pork butt for this many people. And she's like, yeah, it should be. And she gives me all the, but she was saying that she'll do that for like, um, like a bolognese, um, throwing in like the rind of Parmesan and stuff like that. And I've thought about doing it with soup because I have a soup, a lot of soups that I use Parmesan. I, in. I guess it gives it the flavor or some, yeah. some like a mild Parmesan flavor potentially. Yeah. 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 I haven't done it, but I, I definitely want to try it and see if it would work. And I want in, to try it. Yeah. Yeah. So and I'm sure there's people that are listening. They've done it for years, you know, like, of course you don't waste their yes, rind. Yeah. Of course you throw it in soup. <laughs> yeah. But then I kept, I'm, I'm like, ner- I'm not sure what to try. I think it was, I haven't made bolognese in a while, but I haven't done it yet, but I was like saving rinds and I was like, I'm not using these. Which I, like, I need Give to them something. to Mordecai and on. Yeah, exactly. Here. <laughs> Here kid, or Alki is a, a teether. Start them young. That's true. <laughs> yeah. He'll be the one that digs in their fridge and finds the Yeah, exactly. Where is it? Where is it? My favorite food Must ever. find it. Yeah. Real yeah. quick, going back to the cake, mm-hmm. how do you adjust the temperature? Or I'm sorry, not the temperature, the time for the smaller cake pan? I just, the same. And I, and what's nice is, um, yeah, I haven't changed anything to it. I mean, I always test it when it's done to make sure sometimes I'll do it a little longer, but I don't think it's because of the size, but what's nice is that I can just do all three on one um, rack mm-hmm. cause they're small. And so I just fit them all in one rack, which you probably do too, but I haven't cooked with them in so long that I don't remember. <laughs> um, but then you don't have to switch anything. So, so I haven't, I don't about change the same amount of time yeah. as the recipe says. Yeah. It makes sense 
Because I bet they're a little bit taller. Yeah, they are. I think it's like a two, it's like a six inch by two inch, the pans that I have. Mm -hmm. So two inch high. So you just fill them and they are pretty. Yeah, they're pretty. So instead of two cake pans, you're putting them into three that are the same. Yeah, but it's the same amount amount of batter. batter. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Good to know. Yeah, so that's kind of. It's yeah. cool how that works out. Because My oven cooks a little bit so, hot, so I always like some people out there. If, if you know it cooks just a little bit hot, I always check it yeah. out five minutes ahead of time on a new recipe. My mm-hmm. oven usually is always done five minutes ahead of time. Mine is the opposite. It's it's cold, <laughs> and I'm like my sister Heather. She's like, oh, "Your stupid oven!" She's <laughs> like, "It's not hot enough." Because yeah. <laughs> she had an oven that was like super super hot that would just cook it so fast. Then, I guess maybe if you put a thermometer in the and like, let's say you're setting it for 350 and really you need to put it at 360. Mm-hmm. Maybe you could figure that out. And that would really be 350. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. But I have tried on my oven to set it at four or, you know, it's 400. I know it'll cook kind of hot. So I'll bring mm-hmm. it down just a little bit. Yeah. And it just doesn't work out. Yeah. I don't know why. Yeah. I don't I, know. I probably it, need to do a scientific experiment and like use a thermometer and all these things. Yeah. It just still doesn't. It's not right. Something yeah. about it. It's, it's like I need to keep it at the 400, mm-hmm. 50 or whatever I'm setting it at and just bring it out a little early. Yeah. Yeah. I, I know. It. I wonder about the people who came up with the way to do things, you know, and they're like, oh, that, you know, like this temperature doesn't work. That's going to make this happen or whatever. And you're like, I wonder what this person was life was like. Yes. Or was that their life right. <laughs> that they gave, gave their life to right. finding so the temperature down. of things? And mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. true. No. Yeah, scientific research. Yes. <laughs> Bless us all. Yeah, exactly. Do you have a good story for us? Uh, I don't know. I, uh, I think one thing, it's not necessarily a story, but I feel like it's a story in my head uh, is, um, you can kind of psych yourself out for hospitality. And so I play a trick on myself <laughs> and I will just like in it, like, if I think about having people over, I love having people over. I love doing hospitality. It's so fun, but I can get myself in this weird, like, Oh no, what if my baseboards are bad? And they like, look at my baseboards or what about if my bathroom's not clean enough? What about if I don't have time? And I do this uh, thing. And so I'll just be like, don't think about it. Just go invite someone for dinner and just do it. And then, and then it's like the best because I don't know. I just get caught up in my head with it. And I think with in this community, or if you like listen to hospitality, you know, podcasts or whatever, you can kind of get in this position where you're like, who am I to have people over? Like little me, I don't, I can't cook for 40 people. Like I did it once and it was terrible. The chicken was, you know, (laughs) (laughs) I guess that would be a funny story. Um, (laughs) We'll leave that one untold. Um, (laughs) But, but like I, have just been like, I'm going to start slow and just have, you know, we have, we're a family of six and we have little kids. And so just have like smaller families over, you know, and so you can build kind of those muscles. I think of it as like a workout. Mm -hmm. And so I think it wasn't really a story, but just like, this is stuff that I've, you know, thought about a lot as someone who's like kind of getting into hospitality and wanting to do it more. And I see the importance of it and I, you know, the command to do it and I love it, but I think that you can kind of be like, Oh, I shouldn't, because I'm not very good or like, yeah, I'm I'm not not good enough. Experienced. Well, how do you get experienced at anything? Well, exactly. Doing it. Yeah. And so, and start, you could start slow so that you, you, cause you can look at people and be like, well, I'll never Mm -hmm. like, they're so amazing, but it's like, that's great. Don't have that 
like look at them and be like, well, I'll just never try. Just be like, well, one day maybe I can get to a point. Or even if I don't, maybe I'll get really good at having family of sixes over a family of six over. (laughs) So that would be my like, yeah, my last thing to say, I think. Well, for yeah. one, I have been to her house and I never once thought to even look at the baseboards when I walked Well, in. I'm glad. <laughs> when you're a guest, you actually are there just to enjoy the company and, yeah. you know, you're, you're visiting and talking and you think about it, or I don't really think about it later, but now I'm thinking about it later. I'm like, yeah, I don't think I ever even went in the bathroom, never looked at a baseboard, yeah. don't remember anything about the cleanliness. Well, it's funny because I'm the same, like if I go to someone's house, like I'm like, this is great. Thank yeah. you for having us. Yeah. Like, I'm not like, oh, mm. mm. she hit him up. Did you see it? <laughs> <laughs> if anything, I'll probably be like, how are her floors clean? <laughs> you can't have four children and have clean floors. <laughs> right. Who are you? And to go back to the point about people who have been doing it for a long time, those people have done it over and over and over mm-hmm. and over, but they remember back to the early days when they were young and in college yeah. or first married or whatever your same story is. Yeah. And they were not just this wild success who had 50 people over every yeah. other weekend yeah. and had, you know, a five course meal on the most fabulous party <laughs> ever, you know, yeah. it's yeah. just not that not the case and those people being welcomed into your home are not expecting anything other than just a great right right yeah and And, you can put your you can put simple food in front of you yeah it's fine I think sometimes the best hospitality is like last minute like I mean I mean anything can be a hospitality Mm -hmm. um sometimes like when my husband travels I've called a friend and been like can I bring like KFC to your house so that we can just so I don't have to be like alone and that has been really sweet like those memories are really sweet you can have you know there's so much that falls under you know hospitality that I think that you can you know don't be so focused on one type that anything can be it. And and that's a great point about spur of the moment hospitality. Yeah. If yeah. You're, if you're opening your cabinets and you're somebody's coming over, you want them to come over. Yeah. Your, your husband's out of town. You want a friend to come over. You're going over there picking something up. It's yeah. just fine. Yeah. We've done Panda Express. <laughs> like we picked up pizza or we've ordered pizza for yeah. sure when we have families yeah. with kids coming over, like just very last minute. Like, yeah. Hey, y'all want to come over? Yeah. Like, you know, yeah. Friday night after school or something yeah. when the kids were younger. There's, um, once this is like, sorry, it just came to mind. Um, we came home from church one Sunday. It was, you know, when I was, I was in high school and there are like our neighbors on our porch. They like also went to our church, but their neighbor us on our porch. And there was like smoke. I don't know if there was smoke coming out of the house, but all I know is that mom left the beef stroganoff on the oven and it burnt to a, cr- like, it was like blackened, like completely no. blackened. And so, our neighbors who were also like went to the same, same church. They were like, come on over. Like, well, I think we did pizza with them. I don't remember, but it was like for like me and my siblings, like I've, I've talked to Dane about this where like, it was like this like core memory (laughs) where like we went over to their house, we watched some like Disney movie or something and they just had us over, you know, and we all smelled like burnt beef stroganoff. (laughs) Um, but it was just really special. Like, and it was such a last minute, but it was so, it was so like, just sweet. Cause it was like, they're just like, come on over. Like you burnt your dinner. It'll be great. Or burnt your lunch. Come on over. And like the next day at school, we still smelled like beef or burnt beef stroganoff. I remember people being like sitting next to me at lunch what being like, this smell? what does that smell? And I didn't tell them. So <laughs> right, you washed your hair. Yeah. Hair holds smells. 
Yeah. And I don't know, like it was just, I think it was like our clothes. It was like everything. everything. Like it smelled up the whole house. Wow. So we, thankfully we got out of there, but we still had to wear one of our <laughs> clothes or, or was our hair or something. Yes. So anyways, but that was a really, you know, it yeah. doesn't have to be super yes. planned. So hot <laughs> tip, if you last night had some family moving into town or there's somebody, you know, just burnt their dinner yeah. <laughs> or you have a family who's talking about wanting to come over and they have five little children. Go pick up some pizza. Yep. Order it in. Don't feel guilty Don't about feel it. Guilty. There's Papa Murphy's. Yep. You can just buy. Use that. a brownie mix if you and want dessert, ice yes. cream. There's easy, like easy, easy stuff. Papa Murphy's. You just bake it home. Yeah. And you can arrange whatever because they make it. Well, I guess all pizzas made to order. I don't know. Sort of, but they can put whatever toppings you want. Yeah. You can do a white sauce versus it's a good red too. sauce. Um, it's not bad. Tomatoes or something. Yes. In yeah. fact, I love the mix the pink sauce you can mix oh. white and red oh that sounds not good on the menu but i yeah you can mix white and red and call it pink sauce and i think we topped that one what do we do with that one they have a chicken bacon artichoke that's definitely good Ooh, for that sounds adults. good <laughs> chicken bacon artichoke is delicious for, uh, for adults i think i might put the pink sauce on that one because the white yeah. sauce it's good by itself too but I don't know anyway yeah combinations you could ask the people at the store what some of the favorites are but yeah anyway yeah it's, it's so true. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much, Mallory. Thank you so much. This was so fun. <laughs> so fun to have you. Until next time.